Great to be joined by Dave Taromeo today, and uh, exciting week, uh, the changing landscape of sports betting in the country, and, and uh, nobody more qualified to talk about it than Dave. He's the uh, uh, at the Sports Business and Entertainment Management Program at Manhattanville College, uh, their school of business, and uh, he's got some great insight on it. So, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on, and uh, I know there's been people talking about it the last uh 24, 36 hours, um, maybe some people confused. Can you give kind of a little condensed version of what actually happened yesterday and what it means? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you uh, very much for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, um, you know, it is a very interesting time. I, I guess I would say, you know, anybody who didn't see this day coming wasn't paying attention. Um, I, I think, you know, in the year 2018, when we know there's legalized marijuana and there's, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, there's a revenue stream out there that's very real and very tangent, and although, albeit illegal, because, I mean, almost $200 billion, depending on who you talk to, uh, dollars is, is waged, waged every year in, in gambling. Uh, and, uh, you know, so on Monday, uh, the United States Supreme Court overturned what's always called the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act, PASPA, and uh, basically, you know, meaning that the states uh, can now go out and, and determine uh, on their own if they want to legalize sports gambling. That's the very abridged version of it. And there's already some states that have uh, kind of voiced uh, uh, and stood up, and they've, uh, like you said, they saw it coming. So some states maybe are uh, uh, more ready than others for this. Um what does this mean to uh, you know Las Vegas that had the stranglehold on sports gambling for all these decades? Sure, and, and they were grandfathered in uh, that 1992 ruling. Basically, they had already offered it, so uh, they can't take away something that you're already offering. So, I don't. Uh, my personal opinion is I don't think it's going to negatively affect Las Vegas. Um, I think you know we've seen a lot of things happening in Las Vegas just recently, uh, which we thought would never happen, meaning, you know, we have a professional hockey team there who may win the Stanley Cup this year. We're going to have uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So those are things that, you know, years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, people would say those things will never happen because Las Vegas has gambling, special gambling, and there's going to be that element, and there's going to be that, you know, that shady side of it. So... Um, I think Las Vegas will survive. I think they're, you know, the sports book is certainly one piece of their business. Um, but I think, you know, at the same time, people are still going to, to find their way to Las Vegas as a destination. I, I think so, too, and we're with Dave Taromeo here, uh, director of the Sports Business Entertainment Management Program at Manhattanville College. And, and Dave, this is now legalized gambling. It's going to be in multiple states. Uh, new revenue streams, uh, of course, for the state and, and the people in those states. But now the talk is uh, some of the teams and leagues maybe want an act, want some action on this as well. Uh, I'm a little skeptical about that. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, the NFL is, is, is pushing back a bit. They're asking Congress to, you know, make some decisions. And I think my thinking there is I think the NFL, in years from now, they're going to be the ones when they're making a lot of money off this saying, hey, remember, we were against this, okay? Um, but the NBA has already been in line. Adam Silver has, uh, was one of the first to step forward and say we would definitely take part of this. They want, you know, it's in a business that's called a VIG. You know, they want, they want their take, their cut, and I, I think there is a way for them to get into the game. If you think about it, uh, maybe the analogy would be, the, you know, the secondary ticket market. 
if you said 15, 20 years ago that the teams and the leagues would be in the secondary ticket market via uh, partnerships with StubHub and other you know, uh, organizations like that, uh, people would say, no, well, that's illegal. It's scalping. Well, guess what? Now it's a business. It's, it's a business model. It's an additional revenue stream for the team. So I think in the same way, and I think certain teams obviously are going to be more aggressive. Obviously, you know, we already know the, the owner of the, you know, uh, Leon just said, you know, hey, yeah, we're going to put it in in our in our arena we'll have the you know, kiosk so uh, there's going to be ways to monetize this if you were a team and if you are really interested in doing so and it also opens up them uh, having partners as far as like sponsors involved in this as well so uh, revenue streams always with uh, partnerships I'm sure exactly right yeah the partnerships will always be the the, uh, the sponsors the corporate sponsors who are uh, on site, the uh, the sponsorships that they have, and obviously the TV partners. You know, there's there's going to be ways to uh, to push this out so that people will know uh, when you come to the game. You know, it brings some extra money or your card because you'll be able to bet. And the big thing to me is the question is going to be these these prop bets. Not yeah. so much that you can bet on on, a, on the on the winner of the game, but that you can sit there, which is already being done in the UK. And, and, and say, you know, who's going to get the next goal or the next basket or who's going to, you know, do what in the game. It's, it's, it's just another way of engaging the fan. Um, is it good? I, I, I don't know. I mean, because it, it, could it be dangerous? Absolutely. But cigarettes are dangerous and, and, and you can go buy a pack, go buy a pack of cigarettes or not. You know, alcohol can be dangerous depending on your personality. You know, you can go buy, you know, alcohol. So you know, all these things are maybe bad comparisons or analogies. It's just my simple way of saying, you know, these things are out there. Well, maybe the one thing, Dave, that is a good comparison is the sport of tennis, which has come come under fire here recently for some corruption at the lower levels of tennis. Uh, tennis, uh, maybe one of the most bet on sports uh, around the world, because they people can bet on you know every point that happens in matches all over the world. Uh, is uh, is that a word of caution, or uh, is that a, a lesson maybe we can uh, look at ahead of time uh, as as you know expanded gambling comes here to the U.S. Yeah, I think. Well, in, in tennis, much like, you know, obviously when you have a, a, a team sport, uh, let's say football, for example, you know, you're going to have to do a lot to manipulate that game. You know, if you have one player or two players or maybe a referee, you know, uh, still things can go wrong. You know, you can wind up still losing that bet. Tennis is you're one person, you know, Jay, listen, you know, you, you're, here's, the, here's the purse for winning the tournament. Here's what we're going to pay you for blowing this match, um, you know, We'll make it worth your while, but I think you know what's going to have to happen here. There's going to have to be a lot of oversight and a lot of you know red flags, if you will. I'll give you an example. Um, like I said, in the UK, it's already um, you know a business where they're in the stadium and they're betting on these things. And and I have a friend of mine who was over there, and he said, you know, I'm sitting in the stadium, and one of the prop bets is, you know, who's going to be the first person to throw the ball in, you know, uh, uh, out of bounds, and. Right when the game started, a little strange play occurred, and the guy kicked the ball out of bounds, and the guy ran over, picked it up, and threw it in. And it just seemed funny to him because he knew what, what the bet was, and it was like nobody would have guessed that. You know, so it just it looked funny. And anytime something looks funny, I would think there's going to be some type of a of a uh, algorithm where somebody says, "Wait, you know, somebody over here just made a million dollars on that." You know, and that's gonna, you know, I, I think that's where you're going to find a lot of this. Uh, you know, we'll come into whether it's whether it's the government or uh, you know the, the whoever the oversight committee is going to be, and especially for 
an organization like the SA, who's going to be managing and overwatching this? Who's going to be the watchdogs? Yeah, fans, media, people in the industry will be watching uh, very closely, and uh, it, uh, it it opens up Pandora's box when people see uh, funny things happen, like you said. And we're wrapping up here with Dave Taromio, uh, Manhattanville College, head of the sports management uh, business management program. And Dave, that's got to be interesting for you. You uh, you kind of started the program there. Uh, the, the changing uh, forces in sports, it's, uh, things change every day as I, as I see, as, as I cover it. And, uh, your curriculum has to, uh, has to change every year, every semester based on what's going on, doesn't it? Oh, that's a terrific point. Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, it's very interesting because we actually, uh, 11 years ago, we started a sport business management program and it's kind of an umbrella, you know, so we have classes like sports marketing or sports law or facility and management. And we've added courses over the time, over the years, you know, from like a role of an agent or you know, baseball analytics. And then we recently expanded it to do um, entertainment, you know, so meaning, you know, music, theater, uh, television. Uh, they're all, you know, uh, if there's somebody out there who's a music major but no, isn't going to make it as a musician or actor, same thing, you know, they can come in and learn the business side of that. It doesn't have to be sports. But to your point, and it's a great point, you know, we're going to be running a course here pretty soon on esports. And when I tell my colleagues on campus, you know, what, what that is, and they look at me like I'm crazy. I don't know. That, that matters, <laughs> that they're selling out Madison Square Garden, but that they're building a 30,000 seat arena in Las Vegas for esports, they, they just kind of look at me kind of funny, but it's a, it's a business, right? Yeah, college scholarships in uh, esports. So I, I I give some speeches to some graduating classes and and such. And uh, uh, the, I said, no longer can your parents tell you that uh, playing video games will will get you nowhere. Uh, so uh, uh, and also you uh, you got a pretty uh, great internship uh, program there. How important is uh, is the internship uh, world for people in the world of sports? Well, it's very important, and I think, you know, number one, I have a, a son who's a sophomore at Gettysburg, he's coming home, so we're going to have the computer conversation, number one, what he's going to be doing this summer, but number two, you know, I, I think internships are very important all throughout your collegiate experience. Now, our program is a, is a master's degree program, so we have a lot of people who are in the, in the industry, and, and, and they, you know, they don't need to do an internship, they already have a job, they're looking to move up. We have career changers who come in and do something, you know. Uh, but really, for our recent college grads, we do have a uh, what I call a high-level internship program, meaning it's graduate-level work. It's, it's, it's vetted in terms of, you know, who the employer is or the, pe- the people offering the internship because we don't want people just going in and, and making copies. Not that people can't do it, but, you know, not the schlep work we all do, but, you know, they, they really need to learn about the industry. And we've had good success rate with people who stepped out of an internship, whether it was in Madison Square Garden or with a you know USA Seven Rugby Rugby Club or other organizations, you know, who have stepped into a nice position after the internship, and it makes us all feel good when that happens. Yep, I help run uh, media centers at, at some different events, and I've lucked out had some had some really good interns over the years, and uh, it's uh, it's great to see those kids that do well get the experience and and really help out uh, along the way. So. Uh, Dave, um, great talking with you as uh, the world of sports changes. We see it every day, and uh, great insight on the gambling. It's going to be fun to watch. Rick, I appreciate it, and I hope someday we get to meet face-to-face. Thanks, Dave, so much. And uh, we'll put all your information and links in uh, in the show notes, and uh, people will uh, be fascinated by all you've done. And if they want to contact you, we'll put your links in there as well. So uh, thanks for coming on.
Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.